two, three, funk it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Whatever You Want to Call It podcast with your boy, Marquis Now, I'm sorry for the delay, but your bro- your brother was a little under weather. I mean, as you see by my voice, I'm kind of stuffed up, but I'm here. I'm ready to talk about uh, sports. I'm ready to talk about everything regarding sports on another controversial episode of the Whatever You Want to Call It podcast. In today's episode, we are going to uh, continue our best quarterback, wide, well, top 10 quarterback wide receiver duos for the 2021-2022 NFL season part two. So we're going to go in and go right into it. Uh, we have at number six, we have Tom Brady and Mike Evans. And so my opinion or reason why I put them at number six is uh, for one reason and one reason only. Let me check real quick. Uh, for one reason only, in 2021, well, it, last year, Tom Brady was at 40. Oh, wait, the 2020, the, the 2020 NFL season, Tom Brady had 40 TDs. That was tied for second. He was four. He had 4,000. 633 yards. That was third in the NFL. He had 12 interceptions, was tied for 28, which is good. You don't want to have a lot of interceptions. And his quarterback rating was a 72.5, which was ninth. In the regular season, I guess in the regular season, he had 40, 401 completions to 610, 610 attempts. And that was, uh, that concluded for a 65%. 65.7% for from the throwing. Um, and like I said, he had 4,633 yards passing and 40 TDs, 12 interceptions. But in the playoffs, he had 81 completions to 139 or to 138 complete, uh, 138 attempts. And that his completion percentage was, it went down from 65.7 in the regular season to 58.7 in the regular in the, in the playoffs. I mean, and then he also had a thousand uh and sixty-one yards in the playoffs. Seven point six was the average seven point six was the average of yards he had in the uh in the regular season, but in the playoffs he had seven point seven, which wasn't wasn't a really big difference. So it's pretty much seven yards per uh pass. He had ten errors. 10 touchdowns and three interceptions in the postseason in this playoffs. Of course, we can say a lot about Tom Brady and how great he is and how good he is at what he does. And we can also argue that he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He has seven rings to prove that. I mean, I'm, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, as much as I kind of harp about it, like how I believe that Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, I got to give uh, Tom Brady his respect. Tom Brady is arguably, I'm going to say now, he's top top, top three quarterback of all time. I mean, I got Aaron Rodgers at the one. But just, just because of the simple fact that 
this is why I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers at number one. It's not even that the fact that, of course, if you're just talking about accomplishment, uh, accomplish, uh, I'm trying to say the word right, accomplishments, and like rings, of course, Tom Brady's number one over everybody. I mean, he just, he does what he does in the playoffs. He does, he makes magic out of nothing. Um, but at the end of the day, if you put Aaron Rodgers on that same team, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Tom Brady teams that he had with the Patriots and the teams that he had any team that he has with the Buccaneers, I can bet you any money he he Tom Brady not Tom Brady but Aaron Rodgers would have the same amount of rings or more. I mean that's just that's just for me and what I feel about it. But of course, like I said, if you're just talking about accomplishments, Tom Brady is the goat. He's the goat, of course, whatever. But if you're talking about overall, just the better player, Aaron Rodgers is the better player out of both the two. He's a better passer. He's his completion percentage is way better. We I explained that last 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 um podcast about his completion rating. I mean, Aaron Rodgers then broke every interception and touchdown what t- TD interception ratio ever. Like he didn't broke every PR record. He didn't broke every um uh. A completion, like the completion rating, passer rating record ever. He broke his own record in like two years apart, like two years from each other. Like I mean, this guy does it all. So for me, I that's why I got Tom Brady at number six, and with like, and also his running mate, Mike Evans. Last year, he had seven receptions. That was tied for thirty second. Um, he also had a thousand and six. Uh. Passing, not passing, but uh, receiving yards. That's 18th. He had 13 TDs, which was fourth. And he his average uh, uh, completion, I mean, average yards per per completion was 14.4, which is 21st. Which is not all the, I mean, that which is kind of bad. But they were new to the system, so I think that's going to go up a little bit. But at the same time, that's why I believe that Mike Evans and Tom Brady are number six. I mean, in the playoffs, he had. Let me check it in the playoffs. He playoffs. I think he had a. He didn't really do a lot in the playoffs because, I mean, it was a lot of good teams that he played. I mean, a lot of good players. Players he got guarded by. I mean, he got Jair, Jair Alexander from the Packers. I mean, he had Washington, Washington football team. They got some great cornerbacks. I mean, I, I might have to check that, but I mean, I'm like, I, for me, most of these, uh, most of these, um, what I'm trying to say, most of these players, court, I mean, quarterback. Uh, wide receiver duos are going to be some some people are going to be missing and you're going to be mad at it, but I don't really care. But a lot of these quarterback uh, wide receiver duos are going to be based on potential that I saw from last year. In the next, speaking about potential and what I saw last year, especially in the playoffs, this is why I have at number seven, I have Baker Mayfield and I have Jarvis Landry at my number seven. Uh, quarterback wide receiver duo, duos. So for me, like I said, like I said before, most of these quarterback wide receiver duos are going to be based on potential I saw or the potential um, wreckage in a good way that I, that they're going to. Uh, how do I say it? That they're going to uh, oppose on their opponents. Um, so for me, like I said, Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry are at my number seven pick. I mean, number seven, number seven quarterback wide receiver duos. And for uh, Baker Mayfield last year, he had 3,563 yards, 
that was eighth. Um, he had 26 TDs, which was tied for 12th. He had eight interceptions, were tied for 10th. And his quarterback rating was 72.1, which was 10th. Also, in the regular season, he had 305 completions at 486 attempts. Um, we have in the playoffs, he had 44 completions for 71 attempts. And then in the, play, in the regular season, he had 62.8 as his completion rating. And in the playoffs, he had 62.0 um, with 467 yards. He had a pretty good playoff uh, debut for me. Like, it really, he really showed me a lot. And the Buffalo Bills, I think, what did they, did they play the Buffalo Bills? No, they played the Chiefs. I either, Yeah, they played the Chiefs without, I think, uh, what's his name? Without uh, Patrick Mahomes. Which it was a great game, by the way. It was a really good game, and I think Baker Mayfield and the Browns—they have a lot of potential, especially if they get Odell Beckham back healthy, and they got Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry back healthy. They're going to be a really good team. They have great wide receivers. They have a good defense behind them. I mean, their defense is really is really good with with um, what's his name, Jay, uh, Garrett at a uh, helm at the DN spot. Uh, what's his name, Garrett? Uh, what's his name? I'm I'm trying to think of his name. I, I'm, trying, I'm I said it's not James. It's uh Jason. Jason is it Jason? Is it? J- I don't think it's Jason. It's uh, oh God, what's his name? That's his name, Miles Garrett. So with, with Miles Garrett at helm, man, they have a great defense. They have a good two back running back system. Like I mean, a great two back uh uh system with um Kareem Hunt. And Nick Chubb, I mean, they that that running back duo, man, that's gonna be they're gonna be probably number one for me in my eyes. And running back duos, I mean, we have a lot of running back duos in the NFL right now, especially with the trades that's going on right now. Speaking of trades, before I get to number eight, we have some breaking news regarding the trade. Um, speaking about running backs, we have Sony Michelle has gotten traded to the uh, what the New England Patriots have traded. Um, what's his name? So yeah, like I said, Son Michelle to the Rams because uh, I think Cam Akers has where is out for the season for the Rams, so the Rams needed some running back help, and the Patriots have a lot of running backs, and eventually they needed to get rid of that uh, a lot of their running backs, especially with JJ. I think the I got the guy's name JJ Harrison or something like that that had a great uh great preseason, and the Patriots are known to just get rid of a lot of guys that you think that they don't. They need, and they just got rid of them. And of course, they got some picks for them. I don't know the exclusive on the picks, but all I know is uh, that he got traded. And that is some big news regarding the Rams, because the Rams really needed that. And Sonny Michelle, even though he really didn't play a lot because of his injuries uh, these past couple of years, he really has potential. I think when he, when he, did he go to Georgia? I think he went to either Georgia. It might have been Georgia. Let me check real quick. I think he went to Georgia. Um, I don't know for sure if he, if it was Georgia. It might have been, but I know it was an SEC team. I know for a fact it was an SEC EC team. Uh, what is his name? Sony Michelle. Uh, what was his? Where did he go? Where did he go? He went to yeah. He went to Georgia. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, um, he's already from Georgia. Let me check check real quick. Yeah, he went to the, the University of Georgia. So yeah, like I said before. Um, yeah, like he when he played at Georgia, man, I watched him a lot. And some of these guys I watch a lot in college and high school. I mean, a lot of these guys th- that come out of college, especially nowadays, 
are just automatically football ready. Uh, some running backs takes it takes time because it's just the NFL system, just like the quarterbacks. And speaking about quarterbacks, we're gonna and getting into the system. Um, we got at number eight, we got Ryan Tannehill, and we have AJ Brown. Now Ryan Tannehill was really he was a, I think he was a wide receiver at first, or not? No, he was. I think he was, or was that? No, it was somebody else. I'm thinking about it. It might have not been Ryan Tannehill, but he got bounced around a little bit. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, bounced around with a lot of teams. He got, I think, the Dolphins he played for. Now he's stuck with Tennessee at the starting quarterback for Tennessee, and he has a really good wide receiver core and and Julio Brown, not Julio Brown, <laughs> Julio Jones, and I said Julio Brown. I don't know, y'all. That's a brain fart for me. Sorry, my bad. But um, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. I really believe that Julio Jones is going to be a really big. Uh, he's he, he's going to contribute a lot for the uh, not a lot. I think he's going to probably average about I'd say probably seven hundred yards receiving. I don't. He could easily get a thousand yards. I'm not going to lie. I I could easily see him having like a thousand yards. But I just think I just believe that with their system with uh, Derrick Henry at the running back, I think it's just they're in the same situation as the Dallas Cowboys is is where. Do you want to run the ball or do you want to pass the ball? Because they have a good situation where they have a great running back and Derrick Henry, and you can run, run, run him till the wheels fall off. And I think he wouldn't care. But at the same time, with the two wide receivers and AJ Brown and Julio Jones, you still have the option of passing. But they're in the same, like I said, they're in the same situation as the Cowboys were like two or three years ago, where it was they had to pick between either running the ball heavy or passing heavy. Or just a balance of both, but I, I believe they should run bit run a little bit more because Derrick Henry is just one of them type of running backs where he just doesn't run out of energy and he's just one of those. And they have a good running back system with uh, I think Demarco Murray is not Demarco Murray, but Latavius Murray is I think still if he's still there, I I believe that's going to help. And then two, I think with their offense, they have a great offensive line. So their offensive line is going to get really is not is going to get way better than it was last year, and with that experience in the playoffs, that's really going to help them in the playoffs and whatever. So for me, man, I just really believe that the Tennessee Titans. I mean, with that running back and Julio Jones and the addition of Julio Jones and AJ Brown being there and with his help and Ryan Taylor, that's going to that that team is going to be. I really believe they're a dark horse to win that division. Well, they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win their division. I think what what I think let me check the division. Who's in the division? Matter of fact, um, let me see real quick. Uh Tennessee Titans. Let me check y'all because I'll always be forgetting. Let me check real quick. Yeah, they're gonna easily win their division because the Texans really are going to haywire with Deshaun Watson possibly getting traded. The Colts don't have a quarterback really right now with uh Carson Wentz being out for the pretty much the entire season. The Jags are the Jags. I'm sorry. I mean, T- Trevor Lawrence, they could win the division. I think this this is they're in the same boat as the FC East. This this division is going to win. Whoever gets over ten wins are, is going to win this division. It's whoever wins it. Whoever wins the division is probably going to win it with like ten wins, most likely. It's gonna, they're going to be like ten to seven or something like that. Not saying nothing about the Titans. The Titans could easily win like 12, 11 or 12, but I'm not going to – their defense still needs some help. So I'm not going to automatically give them 13 wins just like that. I'm going to say 10 wins is going to win this at the AFC South. Like I said, the Texans, I have, they're in um, disarray right now with their quarterback situation. 
We really don't know what their offense is going to look like um, at all, especially with Deshaun Watson possibly not playing just because of the assault, um, the sexual assault cases. And also, even if the, after the sexual, sexual assault cases, he's not, he want, requested a trade. So we don't know if he, if even if that, the sexual assault cases get dropped or he settles it or whatever, Deshaun Watson still wants to leave. So it's, that's really, is they're kind of really, in a sense, fucked. Um, the Colts, uh, really, like I said, the Colts, they were, I, I was really riding high with the Colts winning, winning, winning this division actually over the Texans, which is crazy because Carson Wentz is known to be injury, injury prone, especially in the last three years. He really had to play the entire season really ever since his rookie year. So for me, it's like, I, even though like, he had injury problems, I thought like he's back with his original, I think, offensive coordinator. And I'm thinking like, okay, they're gonna he's probably gonna be right with it. He's gonna be good. And he right right away he failed me right away and got injured. And he's possibly I think he's out for like twelve weeks. And that's gonna be really bad for the Colts because now they have to find another quarterback and play with a an unexperienced quarterback. Most likely it's gonna be one of them veterans like Blake Bortles or something like that. No offense to Blake Bortles, but I'm just saying, like, it's going to be one of them type of quarterbacks that really they're just going to fill in or whatever. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully they can they can stay up afloat. Hopefully they can stay around 500 and then hope that they're around 500 or they have a chance to make the playoffs. And then you got to hope that the Tennessee Titans are not that good. And they, like I said, this with this division is going to be won by like at least 10 games. I, I, and, and you might say, well, what about the Jags? Because I have a lot of Jags fans that always talk about me like, oh, why are you always down to Jags? Because people are always down to Jags and say the Jags suck. And they like, what about Trevor Lawrence? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. I, I, he is. I'm not going to lie. He impressed me in the preseason. I watched the preseason game. He impressed me. Like, he, he, he showed me something that I didn't see. But I, I really believe out of this draft, the best player out of this draft is actually, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, God, I forgot his name. Um, uh, the dude in those Jets. I think that was the best quarterback out of this draft. I don't care what nobody says. He was the best person out of this draft. Zach Wilson, that's what his name is. Zach Wilson, I believe Zach Wilson, Trey Lance was a were the uh, the better quarterbacks. I wouldn't say better, but they were NFL ready for the uh yeah they were NFL ready. I believe that's in my opinion. In my opinion of me just watching the preseason. And watching how he played against Green Bay, watching how Trey Lance played, it's it, he's there. They are the two that I believe are, that are NFL ready. And the reason why I believe that is because two reasons: because they had to be NFL ready. Because th- this is one reason why I believe they had to be NFL ready. Because the Jets really need they need some hope, especially with New York. I mean. The New York Knicks and gave them a little confidence, like a little hope to New York. And I think the Jets are right there. Like, and Zach Wilson is, like I said, he's in it for ready. I watched him a lot at, B, at BYU. He made some great throws in the preseason. Like I, I saw, and like I said, I'm going to reiterate, he made some great throws in the preseason. The Green Bay game, the game against Green Bay, he made some throws that made you think like, okay, he can do this. And even Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers kind of said something about it and said, like, he reminds me of me. Like, he reminds – the throws he was making on a run, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, he has something here. 
And Trey Lance also, the, the bomb he had against the, that one wide receiver, I forgot, I forgot the wide receiver's name, but he had made like a throw against, I think it, it might have been the Cardinals. And it was just like, I like I like that. I mean, these guys that come that are coming out of the draft are just like and I I this is what just me. I think the best quarterbacks, and this is, might be a little controversial, but the best quarterbacks don't come out of the Alabamas, the tennis. They come out of the them to them type of teams that like, especially these last couple three like three years. If the best quarterbacks have came out of them, the schools that you really don't think about, like the BYUs, like the the, the school that ain't nobody really watching on TV, basically. Like the Tech Clemson. Well, Clemson had a couple good quarterbacks. We got Deshaun Watson. That was it. I mean, Alabama really hasn't had a great quarterback that came out like a Super Bowl winning quarterback in a while that came out of Alabama. Ohio they had a couple. I mean, you had a uh, – what's the guy named in Chicago? Uh, and I actually forgot about putting him on. Um, Later on, I'm going to talk about – uh. My honorable mentions, I did not put them on, on my honorable mentions, so I missed you guys. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't put them on my honorable mentions on list for my quarterback wide receiver duos. And um, But, but before that, I'm, what's the guy's name in Chicago? I forgot his name. That's the only Ohio State guy I believe that really did good in, in out of college. That went to the NFL, and it's, it's, I, I believe that's going to be successful come out of college because – the other quarterbacks, I mean, they were, I think they're in either the Canadian Football League, a couple of them are in the Canadian Football League. A couple of them turned, I think Braxton Miller turned into a wide receiver. He played quarterback for a while and then he, tra- he uh, turned into a wide receiver in, like, I think, in Oakland. And now he's in uh, Cleveland. So, I mean, I think either Cleveland or the Texas, last, that's the last time I saw him either. It was in the, we played for the Browns. So for me, I just believe like the last couple of years, the quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks have not been coming out of like Mac Jones. I mean, where has he been? Like he, he's, <laughs> I'm just sorry. Where Mac Jones, like Mac Jones, people were talking about him. Oh my God, he's good. A good quarterback. I mean, where is he? Like he's on somebody like, like writ list of, of like quarterback, backup quarterbacks. He's not there. He's nowhere to be found. And I'm sorry, but Alabama doesn't really they they where they bring out a lot of offensive linemen. They draft a lot of offensive linemen, a lot of running backs, um, a lot of DNs, a lot of people on the mainly a lot of guys on defense and like on the offensive line or whatever. But they really don't draft a lot of good what at all really quarterbacks at, at all. But um, speaking about quarterbacks um, and drafting, Jalen Hurts and uh, what's his name? God, I forgot his name. Jalen Hurts and uh, Devontae Smith is my is on my ninth is on ninth for the list for quarterback wide receiver duos. And the reason why I'm, I'm putting Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts as ninth because of the potential. I saw a lot from. Uh, Jalen Hurts, that game against the Giants, which I, to this day, I hate the Giants did that. Just to, They purposely lost that game or won that game so the, the Eagles wouldn't make the playoffs, which was a stupid thing to do. I just really believe that was just a dumbass, boneheaded move just, to, just so they won't make the playoffs and just so the Redskins make the playoffs. And it's kind of, I mean, of course, the Redskins going to take it because this was their first time making the playoffs in a while. But at the same time, it just it felt like it wasn't deserved. It felt like it wasn't. I'm not saying that them guys in, in, in Washington 
in the in uh in DC didn't deserve it, but I'm just saying like it 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 felt like it was just like you just get the Giants just gave that win. Like it's like, okay, we're not gonna let y'all cause we hate y'all so bad, which makes the rivalry even more good. I mean, and I love that rivalry, especially the NFC East rivalries, but it just makes it more make you more and more mad. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, why would you purposely lose or purposely win just so or keep your quarterback in there? Or not even it wasn't I think it was uh it wasn't even the Giants, it was uh what's his name? And that's why he got fired. Uh the head, former head coach for the Eagles. That's why he got fired. And it was like, why would you purposely take out Jalen Hurts and not? He was on a roll, possibly could have won the game. And you take him out and you say, I'm going to take him out just so for a rest. No, let him play. Let him get this experience. You never know what can happen. You could, y'all could have possibly won the Super Bowl. Not saying y'all probably would have, but you never know. Like, we never, you never know what could, what could happen, especially in the playoffs. You get a, a, a couple wins on your back. You win a you win a, a couple of games or two, and you right you right there in the playoffs, and you right there with it in the thick of it. And I just believe that that quarterback, I mean, not the quarterback, that coach forgot his name. It's not Tom Coughlin. What's the former head coach for the Eagles? Um, let me check real quick, y'all got you guys. His name was Doug Peterson. That's what his name was. The former backup uh, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Doug Peterson. I just really hated that Doug Peterson did that. To the young guy that just didn't even let him get a chance to like win that game, he just gave up, and I just I don't, I really, I don't like that. And I think that was a re- single reason why. I mean, I think he was out the door of it anyway because they wasn't. I mean, after the Super Bowl, and I think two nowadays with these coaches and it's the ownership, especially in basketball and football, where you only get like a three year span of be success to be successful, and you're if you're not successful within that three or four year span, or you're not even competitive. In that three year four or three or four year span, you're out of the window. And ever since that Philadelphia Eagles win in the Super Bowl, it just they they couldn't go get back to that level. And it was I, I really believe it was because Carson wins. And I'm, I'm not and I'm not putting the pressure on Carson Wentz, but I that's just me. I believe Carson Wentz, they should have got rid of Carson Wentz a long time ago. And I know Philadelphia Eagles fans. And the loyalist Eagles fans probably hate my damn guts. I mean, a lot of Philly, Philly fans probably don't like me for that. But I just believe it was Carson. Carson Wentz is the, I ain't gonna say he's a single reason. It was a lot of things. The reason why the Philadelphia Eagles couldn't get back there. It was a lot of reasons. Of course, I think uh, number one reason was Doug Peterson. Number two, Carson Wentz and the injuries. And I think you can't help that injuries happen. And two, they didn't sign back Nick Foles. I think not signing back Nick Foles, Nick Foles was the downfall of the Philadelphia Eagles because you didn't have a backup plan after that. You just had like, okay, after Carson Wentz got in, it was like, okay, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? It was like panic mode for the for the Philadelphia 70, well, not 76, but the Eagles. I mean, the 76ers are in panic mode too also. Speaking about Philly, Philly, but that's for another – that topic is for another day. But yeah, like I said, Philly, it just felt like they was in panic mode once Nick Foles left. It was just like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, he got injured. I mean, well, we, they didn't have a bailout plan. I think that was the downfall of the Philadelphia Eagles once they got rid of Nick Foles. And that was, that's my, but even though all that happened, I think Jalen Hurts coming to the team, and I saw him play at, I think it was Alabama, 
He played at another school. I think he played at Oklahoma. He played at Oklahoma too, also. And I saw him play at both schools. And he has a great arm. He plays well. He plays good under pressure. And and I really believe that Devontae Smith is probably one of the best wide receivers coming out of this draft. And with that, they've got a new system, a new head coach, uh, a whole new system. So it's fresh that he can start fresh. He, I think, and too, I, I really believe Jalen Hurts got to. And pe- football fans and I think football players might know what I'm talking about. Where he he got the team already. He has the team. He, I mean, and what I mean by he has the team attention already. When I mean he has the team's attention, and what I mean is he has their focus now because he he played. It's a thing when you can play when you're losing, and you play when you win it because. That's really rare. You where you can show your heart if you're gonna play your ass off when you're losing, and when you can play if you can play your ass off when you're losing, and you can play your ass off when winning. That's a teammate I want. I I, I don't want you to be there always. They be there or always be on amped when we're we're winning. Be amped when we're losing too, because I want to see where y'all. That's where I believe your heart come from. That that's where I I, I call it. That's where your heart is built. Where your heart is manufactured is when that's when your guts, that's when your your integrity is built. Your te- integrity is built around controversy. Your, your integrity integrity is built around uh, triumph. I mean triumph, triumph and failures is built around that. that that's the structure of uh, your integrity. Is what you're. What are you going to do? Not only when you're up, not only when the things are going well, what are you going to do? Are you going to still have the same fire when we're losing and when we're winning? Are you going to still have that same same integrity when we're losing and when we're winning? You still have the same sportsmanship when we winning and when we're losing. I, I know some players are sore losers. I get all that. But at the same time, it's a thing about I, what I call that toughness, and not a lot of guys have that. Not a lot of guys. You can't build toughness. Toughness comes from hardship. Toughness comes from going through some shit. Toughness you can't just get because oh I have it. No, toughness is built. It's built from a the ground up. Even if you can be a you could be a number one star, five star recruit, but you can still have that toughness you can be you can be a uh you know, and think about this, you don't have to be a a five-star recruit you can be a guy that then getting get drafted you went undrafted especially when you went undrafted because you already have a chip on your shoulder like that's that what that is what builds um what i say toughness and not a lot of guys have that not a lot of guys in the nfl or the nba have that toughness, have that dog in them. And people know what I'm talking about. Sports fans know what I'm talking about. Players know what I'm talking about when I say that dog, that that I'm not going to give up, that I'm going to play to the whistle to the end of the game. I'm not going to give up just because, always oh, we're down 44 to zero. Okay, we, the game ain't over yet. So I just believe not a lot of guys have that. And I really believe that Jalen Hurts, he he exhibits that, and I saw that a lot last year. And even in, even in the little games, I saw him last year. In the little time he got last year, I saw that in him. 
And that's why I believe Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts are my number nine for my quarterback wide receiver wide receiver duos. Now number number ten, it's people kinda are gonna be mad for the ranking, but this is let me explain my reasoning behind it. My number ten for quarterback wide receiver duos is Lamar Jackson and Marquise Hollywood Brown. So for me, the reason why I got him at number ten, because people say, like, oh why you didn't have a number five or at least six? Um, first of all, I don't they're they're in the same boat. I mean, for, I feel like for me, Lamar Jackson, I believe, actually, I don't feel, I believe. I believe that Lamar Jackson, is, he's in the same boat, for example, he's in the same boat as Giannis was before he won a ring. It's like, okay, you're great, but can you win the big one? You're a great runner. You can run miles around people. You can run circles around people, but can you win the big one? And I believe until he wins the big one, People are going to say, okay, he's a great quarterback. He's going to go down in history as one of the most elusive running quarterbacks of all time. Go down as one of the best scrambling quarterbacks down with uh, uh, Joe Montana and all these guys. Michael Vick. He's going to go down as one of the best elusive quarterbacks of all time. He's going to break every rushing record for a quarterback. He's going to break that easily. But at the end of the day, for Lamar Jackson, it's all going to depend on can he win the big one. And, I, and I'm going to show you some stats that he had last year for the reason why I believe he's number 10, and he's still on the top 10. But let me let me go, some, go to some stats. Last year, he was 22nd with 2,757 yards passing. He had 26 TDs, which was tied for 12. He had nine interceptions, which were tied which was tied for 16th, his quarterback rating was 73.7, which was 7th. Marquise Brown, his his reception, he had 58 receptions, which was tied for 54th. He had 729 yards receiving. That was 42nd. He had 8 TDs, 8 TDs. That was tied for 15th, and his average per catch was 13 Point three that was 39th. So for me, both of those guys need a lot of help. Of course, I think that they like I like that Giannis. They the Ravens did right, build around Lamar Jackson, and once they can evaluate and find a way to find better. I mean, I think they have great receivers where they at right now, and the uh, Baltimore Ravens they have a great defense. Behind them, their, their defense is always really good, or right around or middle pack, which is really great, especially in the division they are in. Let me check. Actually, matter of fact, check their division because I, 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 I'm gonna give a prediction on who I think is gonna win that division. Check real quick, you guys, because I'm gonna give a little check real quick. Um, let me see real quick. Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. All oh, they're in the division with the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns. So that's a, that's a hard division to win. Those are one of them divisions that is going to be real. It's going to be tight knit. It's going to be hard to win because even though the Bengals are not, are the worst out of the team, they could easily make the playoffs, especially with Joe Burrow's back and Jamar Chase at a at wide receiver. They could sneak into the, a playoff spot easily. The Browns, we know them. Like I, I spoke about them 
early in the podcast. I, I, the Browns are really good this year, especially when they get Odell and Jarvis Landry back healthy. They're going to be really good. Nick Chubb and, and, and Kareem Hunt ain't going nowhere. Their offensive line is really good and excellent. They have a great offensive coordinator. I mean, they have every tool to, to be a good team in that division. I mean, their defense is awesome. I mean, they have a lot of tools and a lot of uh, weapons on their offense and defense that makes them a dangerous team in that division. And Big Ben, I and I, the crazy thing is, I think the Steelers are not going to make the playoffs this year. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to be really competitive this year. I, I that's just me because I think Big Ben's time is up. But I just think you know one of the things where you don't want to go home, but you so you try to stay or try to conversate. For a long ass time, say if you like in you with a couple of friends and you know, like, man, I don't got shit else to do at home and I'm bored, and you know, you're gonna be bored at home, so you like stay with your friends and start, start conversations and bring up conversations, you know, conversations or bring up an argument so y'all can talk for a minute. And then your friend, like, bro, go home, go home. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to go home, I don't got nothing to do at home. That's, I think, that's what Big Ben situation is. He knows his time is up, and it's like, oh man, I just want I might as well stay. Because the Steelers gonna let me back, but it's like, man, just give up, give it a go, stuff, give it a go, give it up, bro. Just give it up. You, you, you're not the same. He's out of shape still. I mean, he's not in shape. I mean, he looks in somewhat in shape, but I mean, compared to their division, they're gonna be. It's gonna be really, really hard to win that division. They're gonna have, like I said, they're the one divisions. I believe that that division is gonna be won by eleven wins, eleven or twelve wins. I would say. The Bengals could easily sneak in a playoff with a playoff playoff spot if the Steelers have one of those years like last year and fuck up, like they fuck up and just mess up and have a terrible like if they start off at five hundred. I believe this, the Bengals are going to win that division. If the Bengals start off hot, man, I don't know, man. The Steelers might lose that division because the like I said, the Browns are really good, the Ravens are really good, and. That's just in my opinion, but my honorable mentions, I have some couple honorable mentions, honorable mentions for my quarterback wide receiver duos, and my honorable mentions are, let me check real quick, my honorable mentions are, let me, I just put them at a certain place. So my honorable mentions for um, for my quarterback wide receiver duos is at number one, it is Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. And the reason why I put them at honorable mentions instead of putting them in my top 10 is for one reason only, injuries. Injuries played a part, a big part of the reason why the Dallas Cowboys haven't even made the, like, they have made the playoffs, but the reason why they haven't been successful is because of injuries and their coaching, the coaching and their ownership. And I can talk, I'll talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys and how much I hate their ownership. But I don't want really to want to talk about have a long podcast about that because I can have a long podcast going over the history and the hypocrisy surrounded around the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm not going to do that. But like I said, injury played a big part, and because of, like I said in the beginning, well not in the beginning, like a few minutes ago about how they had to like originally when especially when Zeke came to the team, they had to pick between it, are they going to run the ball heavy. Or are they going to pass the ball heavy? And I think they figured out they got to go. Just, I think they have to run the ball a little bit more. But I, I I think they have to pick between the two. Some nights I think they need to run heavy. And then some nights it's pass heavy. But for the most part, I think they should have a balanced team, especially now 
They have re a great receivers. They have C.D. Lamb, which is an up-and-coming great superstar wide receiver. And they have Amari Cooper that's also uh, – he's still young, but he's ex experienced. He's been in that playoff-type atmosphere. Um, so I believe that that's going to be a great a great team. They're going to be a good team, which is crazy. And then Micah, Micah Parsons on their defense is awesome. Their defense is actually really getting better. And, and, uh, like I saw a little bit of their games, a little. I didn't, saw, I didn't watch the whole game, but I saw a little bit of the last their last game. I forgot who it was, but their last game, I, Micah Parsons played. He played somewhat good, but the plays he had was in. He played really well. So for me, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper are number one for my honorable mentions. So number two, it's I have. Let me see. Our number two is Matt Stanford. Well, not Stanford, Stafford and Cooper Cup. So Cooper Cup was injured a, a lot last year. Um, extreme. I mean, he was a lot. I mean, yeah, he was injured a lot last year, and he was out pretty much primarily the entire season for the L.A. Rams. And I now that I I think they have a better quarterback in Matt Stafford, and um, they, Matt Stafford is the better quarterback out of out of. Jer the Jergoff and Matt Stafford trade that was a better trade off for them. I mean, not saying I mean Jergoff was great, but he was good. But he had some um, falls. He really did, had some de a lot of deficiencies. He really wasn't really that successful in that uh, Sean McVay system. And I really believe that Matt Stafford is going to really thrive in that Matt. I mean, not Matt, uh, but uh, Sean McVay system. And he's yeah he's gonna thrive in that. And they have Cooper Cup back. They have um they just traded for um because Cam Akers is out pretty much the seat out for the season. They just traded for Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle. Let me say that again, Sony Michelle. So yeah, they traded just traded for him, and that was a good run. They were he was a good running back for the Patriots, but the Patriots have a a a, a um how do you say it a plethora of running backs. At J with J.J. Harrison, and they have another guy that played extremely, extremely well in the playoffs. I think they just had to get rid of that, that extra weight. And Sony Michelle with that extra weight. And that was a great, great trade-off for the Patriots and the the L.A. Rams. And they needed – L.A. Rams needed it. So that's my number two um, for my playoff – not my playoff, but my honorable mentions – and my number three is Joe Burrows and ja Jamar Chase. Joe, Joe Burrows would have made my top ten if he would have played last year because he he was playing extremely well even before he got injured. And I think that injury kind of messed him up. So that's he that's why he's in my honorable mentions. And Jamar Chase now that he's uh, he's a rookie, so I think yeah he's a rookie. And now that he's in that embraced in that system for a while, he's gonna get embraced that into that system. And me believing that they're gonna probably make that playoffs, very close to making the playoffs. I believe that experience is gonna make him more hungry. And Joe Burrow's played extremely well at LSU, and the time he played for them, I mean, he was extremely great, and he was played extremely well for the LSU Tigers. Um, I truly believe this is gonna be the year of Joe Burrow's. This is going to be his year. You're going to really – he's really going to show a lot that people didn't see last year because of his injury. And then Daniel Jones is my number three. Daniel Jones and uh, Kenny Galladay is my number three for honorable, the honorable mentions quarterback wide receiver duos. Daniel Jones is actually a really good quarterback. I don't 
People give him a lot of slack, but I think he just needed a chance. I really believe that the the uh uh think what was the guy's name, but Judge, I think the coach, the coach, Joe Judge, I think it was his name. I think I really believe that Daniel Jones is he's gonna really thrive off of having a good wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. He Kenny Galladay played extremely well in the circumstances that he was in in Detroit and not having a great offensive line, not having a lot of great wide receivers. They played he plays extremely well. He's a big wide receiver, so he can catch pretty much anything that's in his, that's in his vicinity. He's a he's a great he's a decent route runner, but he needs some work. But he's he's a big wide receiver, so he can catch anything that's in his vicinity. I'm not gonna say he's the next Calvin Johnson. I'm not gonna go that far go as far as that, but he's he can get there. I mean, with the help of Daniel Jones, if he can develop a better accuracy and uh, and they can get a better offensive line, and their offensive line has been in middle of the pack, but if they can get up that top ten and and passing, like not passing, but in pass blocking and a little bit of run, and they got a great running back in Saquon Barkley. I almost forgot, but Saquon Barkley is he's he was injured also last year, so that kind of stonewalled their the momentum. So with uh, Saquon Barkley coming back, Daniel Jones being healthy, them getting Kenny Galladay at wide receiver. I really believe that division is up for grabs. That division is always up for grabs, but it's really up up for grabs this year. And then my fourth and my last honorable mentions for quarterback wide receiver duos, I have Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs the third. So Henry Ruggs the third played well. I think what it was it Alabama or Georgia? It might have been one of the two. SEC schools. He played extremely well for them. Derek Carr has always been an average quarterback, but I think Henry Ruggs has that explosiveness that the Oakland, I mean, not the Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders need. And them being coached by John Gruden is is one of the best all-time coach characters of all time and the way he plays, the way, how much passion he had for football and playing football and being a head coach. I really believe that the Oakland Raiders, Oakland, not Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders are like, they're up and coming. They, they're just one piece or pieces or like, I think one or two pieces away of being a competitive team. And they're, I don't think they're pieces. I really believe they can make the playoffs. If they can put the chips together, especially with Henry Ruggs being at their quarter, I mean, not being, being at one of their top receivers. And they have still have Derek Waller. I mean, Derek Wall is one of the best, uh, not Derek, uh, Darren, I think it's Derek or Darren Wall that, that uh, tied in for the Oakland, not Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, they they have a good system. The wide receivers, the, uh, the quarterback and Derek Carr, the coaching and John Gruden, the, uh, the um, uh, what's his name? The, the GM, they have a great GM. They have a, a great system around them. The Oakland Raiders office line is pretty decent. I mean, they have a great system around them that makes that can make them be successful within these next couple years. And that is my honorable mentions, last of my honorable mentions. But you guys, I thank you guys for listening to another rendition of the whatever you want to call a podcast. If you want to listen to another episode of the whatever you want to call a podcast. Or other episodes, older episodes, or newer episodes, or whatever you want to call it, podcasts. Go to Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, uh, Spotify, 
or Stitcher. You can go there. You can listen to my older episodes. You can listen to my newer episodes. I'm probably going to do one this Saturday since I didn't do one last Saturday. So I'm going to do another one this Saturday. And I'm probably going to do one again Monday or Sunday, one of the two. So I just be uh, be alert for one on Sunday or Monday. Um, also, um, if you want to uh, just go to my Facebook page and like the Facebook page, you can um, comment on my uh my tweets that I post out and my Instagram posts that I have out, um, you can go to Marquise 95 Sports. That's M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95 Sports. That's my Twitter handle, and that's my Instagram handle. And you also can go to the Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it. But Facebook page, you can go to my, let's say my Twitter, my Facebook. You can go to my Instagram. You can go anything. You can, I'm going to be tweeting a lot. These next couple of weeks about just everything. I'm actually going to talk about the Darren Woodley, Woodley and Jake Paul fight um, tomorrow. I'm probably going to do one tomorrow. I might do a special episode regarding the Darren Woodley and um, um, Jake Paul fight tomorrow. So please, you can be alert for another episode probably tomorrow because I'm going to bang a couple of them out, like a, a lot of them out this week and next week. So. Uh, just be alert for some special episodes um, next week or in this week before the end of this week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You never know. You just never know. You might learn some. See you. Peace.